Welcome to Retail Nightmares. I am your co-ghost, Jessica Delisle. Alicia Tobin is here with me. Meow, meow. <laughs> meow to you, too. Gracias. <laughs> de nada. Yeah, de nada. <laughs> and our guest today is a musician and soon to be leaving our fair city, Liz Birch. Hello. Hey, well, Liz. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Bienvenidos. Bienvenidos. <laughs> I hate it when you meet someone who's great and they're just moving. Mm-hmm. That's the worst. I know. That's why I was like, in the back of my head, I was like, I know that on Facebook you're selling all your stuff or giving it all away. And I'm like, I know you need to be on the podcast. I need to make this happen. And then you're going like two weeks. Well, thank you for making it happen. This is great. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah. You are... Uh, <laughs> Multiple people have recommended you to me to be a guest, and I keep going, I know, okay? I'm getting to it. I do use all my social media just to rant about my jobs. Yeah, (laughs) I will friend you immediately. Um, So you've had a lot of terrible jobs. I have. Oh, man, perfect guest. (laughs) I'm sorry that you make a perfect guest. Yeah, it's it's funny. I was saying to you that I'm, I'm running low on retail nightmares, and I was like, I guess that's a good thing. Like, I guess it's... But mostly it's memory. Yeah, I was certainly not running out of bad experiences. No, they're that still there. It's just like, hard you kind for of me. have to absorb them to survive and move on. Yeah, I just have to read through my old tweets from five years ago, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll, it'll all come flooding back to totally. me. Totally. <sighs> so, Liz, do people always call you Liz? I'm Liz. Yes, never. <laughs> yeah. I've been Liz my whole life. Um, my dad you- calls me Lizzie. Ah. Um, Papa. Yeah, that's pretty much about it. <laughs> <laughs> And you're about to move to Toronto. Yes, very excited. Yeah? How long have you lived in Vancouver? I grew up in the suburbs, so I'm from Langley. So I've lived in Vancouver for about um, 11 years now. And you're just done with it? Just need a change of scenery. And then just seeing every building in my neighborhood rezoned for uh, development into condos yeah. mm-hmm. is another catalyst. Um, everything is changing, and it just feels like the right time to try something else. Yeah, you can always come back. That's the thing. My whole family's out here, so I'm sure I will. But That's the thing. Like It's just an adventure. Yeah. It I, might stick. Totally. I, I don't know. I mean, my whole family's out here, so I feel like I'll come back at some point. But <laughs> at the same time, I might really like it. I just uh, I turned 30 last year and had sort of this moment where I kind of felt like if I didn't do it now, I probably wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And I was just worried that, you know, if I didn't end up doing it, I would regret it and... Yeah, you have to run while you still have strong and brave hoofs. <laughs> if that's Absolutely. 30, if it's 40, if Is it's 50, you just, you just got to go. Yeah, just do it when you can. Yeah. Um, well, best of luck. But before you go, please tell us all your retail nightmares. Oh, I would absolutely love to. <laughs> <laughs> so I am an assistant manager at a um, large global clothing chain uh, that <laughs> is um, – Started in America, uh, and I've worked at several different locations. Um, I worked at one that specialized in adult clothing only, and I currently work at one that uh, focuses on kids and baby clothing exclusively. Uh, so I have uh, experience from both ends of that sort of uh, spectrum. From the mouth end and the ass end. Absolutely. <laughs> Gross. She said both ends. And well, I- yeah, but she meant something different. Horrible things at both ends. Oh. Um, 
I suppose the first story I would like to tell is from my time at the adult only clothing store. <laughs> that uh, makes it sound like it's, <laughs> it's like, like a sex shop or something. <laughs> yep. But it's a huge chain that also sells baby clothes. Yeah, totally. We got everything. <laughs> it's like Walmart. Uh, it's not Walmart. I uh, was working one morning at the store, which was downtown, and we had a sale on jeans. And we had a guy come in who looked, you know, very sort of nicely groomed beard, um, real tight fade, good haircut. <laughs> he had very expensive glasses on. Ooh. Like a hip young guy wearing like, you know, one of those one piece cycling kit things. Um, <laughs> oh. And he had the worst BO I have ever smelled mm-hmm. in my life. Like you could smell him from like 20 feet away. And it was clearly not the kind of issue where somebody might have BO because they have a mental health issue or sure. they don't have access to. No, you- uh, yeah. This was a guy with like glasses from Bruce Eyewear and like very like, you know, as much as my rent. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> this guy had a shower in his apartment. <laughs> uh, anyways, he showed up in his cycling kit and um, he comes up to the cash register with a three pack of underwear and uh, he's uh, pulling some sweaty bills out of some weird little pocket in his cycling <laughs> oh, kit no. and kind of tossing them at me. Then he gave me this weird look and said, I'm only buying these so I can try on jeans. So he's, uh, and it, yeah. Oh boy. So he's nude under this. Yeah, he's told me that he wasn't wearing underwear in so many words. And, uh. Why is that necessary? I know. Well, that's what I said. I kind of, I just didn't say anything for a moment. And then I looked at him and I said, why would you tell me that? And he just kind of gave me this weird little smirk. Then he headed into the change room with like a big stack of jeans. And we're like, oh, this guy smells so bad. But there's not really a way that you could ever tell someone that yeah. they can't dry on jeans because of how bad they stink. But <laughs> he tried on a bunch of pairs of like the selvage denim. So that's like our most expensive jean. And it's a raw denim. And uh, that, it's very absorbent. That's the stuff you're supposed to uh, never wash. Yeah, and, exactly. Put yeah. it in the freezer yeah, to get yeah. rid of smells. Lay in the bathtub to make sure that they <laughs> shrink perfectly to Yeah, your you're body. not supposed to wash them for six months that's what it says yeah. on the the instruction tag but he tried on a bunch of them and two of them ended up being so badly like soiled with his bo that we just had to damage them out like oh, they no. weren't sellable and it, it just was kind of holy fuck. unbelievable like i've never smelled somebody who smelled that bad before where it like lingered that way usually when i think of bo i think of armpits this is totally this was like a full body thing <laughs> like crotch bo <laughs> it was super gross like we didn't know what to do about these jeans we're like can we put these back out on the floor and i'm like no No, because you couldn't do something like steam them or you should have just tried to sell that as the new the new feature it was like yeah they're salvaged they're pre-onioned (laughs) pre-aroma these are ready to go you don't even have to sweat in them they already smell like you haven't washed them for six months so that's, That's disgusting. Yeah, that was pretty gross. Did he buy anything? Mm, he bought one pair. So at least there was that. And then he tried to sell you back the underwear that he didn't wear. <laughs> Ugh, no, thankfully he took it with him. But he was creepy. <laughs> he had to tell us that he wasn't wearing any underwear. Yeah, that's a couple pairs very of strange. Yeah, it was just gross. Like, my coworkers were debating on whether he was trying to hit on me or not. I was like, I don't even think so. Like... <laughs> That's such a like gross, weird thing to say. <laughs> I don't know. I sometimes find with like gross people, they're just testing the waters. Mm-hmm. They're been. like, "Is this yeah. okay? Do you do? You, is it okay if I touch your foot with my penis?" You're like, I'm not <laughs> sure how this happens. <laughs> they're like testing you out somehow, and you're like, "Oh." When you said testing the water, I just imagined someone dipping their balls into the water. Teabag in the water. Because you know, yeah. What other purpose do those things have? Am I right? Like embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) They're really. It's insane that that is how nature 
evolved. It's like, and yeah. then we'll stick an organ on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> and make them look like one. jackfruit. <laughs> mm, but not as delicious. No. And so delicate. Yeah. Like, what is, what is the, it's like having a little thing of lace china. <laughs> it's like nature wanted to give men one weakness. Yeah. Which is, is nice. It is nice. Yeah. To know and that then they those gave are them right balls. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the, the secret weapon. Sexism. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's shitty. Smelly, smelly customers. Oh, yeah. Smelly coworkers, too. That's happened. Yeah, actually, I've had me. that as well. And it's gross. It's intense. I had a, both the people I'm thinking of who smelled very bad, very lovely people. I, and there's just no way of bringing it up. But I had a coworker that never washed her hair. And one of the smells that, like, I can handle B.O. I certainly couldn't handle the, the crotcho. Yeah, that was <laughs> worse than, like, this B.O., gentle, you know, it happens, funk? but, yeah. What was yeah. his name? Um, <laughs> gentle funk. <laughs> but I would, I would often come into work, and on those days, I was probably always a slightly hungover. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, mm-hmm. so smells are really strong. Oh, yeah. And uh, the smell of this woman's hair. Like, I think she washed it every two to three weeks. There's something crazy. about unwashed hair, too. It's that very specific, yeah. kind of greasy smell. I tried yeah. this week because I've been editing this video nonstop, and I was like, I'm not going out at night. I can just wake up in the morning without washing my hair or having a shower and just get to work. And I tried to do it, and I got about half a day in, and I was like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't handle my own body. <laughs> uh, but I know, I know someone who doesn't wash her hair and it's i'm i marvel at it yeah i bet it's beautiful i've it's, met people mm-hmm. like that too and it doesn't smell and it doesn't feel you know sometimes yeah, like how, it's, it's just yeah. completely naturally balanced yeah and like everything's worked itself out she's just figured it out and i've tried so many times to go that route it's i know people that don't need to shower as often as others too and <laughs> I also, yeah no people that don't wear deodorant and never have and they just don't really smell yeah, yeah. i definitely know people like that too my mom's like that yeah my dad has my never worn deodorant and he smells fine it's just yeah, yeah. magic i uh i'm usually pretty good with that but then on uh, then all of a sudden i'm not uh, really <laughs> onions <laughs> i tried to switch over to natural deodorant a while ago and i figured i could at least make the change for the winter <laughs> but it didn't work. Like I found that I didn't even smell really that bad, but that I just couldn't stand the feeling of sweating like under yeah. my arms. Like just oh. that feeling is so I'm not used to it and I hated it so much and I went right back to like my shitty like dove antiperspirant that like yeah, that prevents any sweat. Gonna ever. give us all breast cancer. Totally, but I won't sweat. Yeah. And it'll be nice. Yeah, you won't sweat <laughs> yeah. the breast cancer. Exactly. Yeah, but like I got this. You put <laughs> like, on another thing of like, another hey, I'm layer. Not about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been trying out a bunch of different natural deodorants lately. Alicia gave me a sample of one and it was really good and then that Oh, I have more of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> that one ran out and I didn't I didn't say anything to you, so I just tried another one. I tried the crystal one cuz someone I used to use the crystal. Yeah. Someone said that it worked on Facebook and I can't really tell if it works, but I sweat so much. When I got my tattoo a week and a half ago, when I got up off the table, there was just two giant pools where my <laughs> armpits were. It was amazing. Nice. It was actually impressive. It looked like I had poured out half a cup of water from my body. And that's like clean crystal sweat. <laughs> yeah. That's nice sweat. The power of crystal. While I was getting my crystal tattoo, <laughs> it was just... You just brought in the crystal deodorant for them to copy. Yeah. <laughs> I want it to look like this. Yeah. <laughs> like, a weird, the- like very rounded and flat on top. <laughs> for the listener, yeah. I don't have 
uh, tattoo of crystals is just two different types of natural deodorant I tattooed <laughs> on my arm. As a person who's tried lots of natural deodorants, you have to try a bunch to find ones that work. And I found one that worked really well, but I've gone through lots of different ones. It didn't work, so... I feel like I'm going to start the hunt again in the winter. Yeah. I'm not going to try to do my first Toronto summer without it. <laughs> yeah. But in the winter, I'll be, yeah, I'd like any recommendations. Okay. Well, that's something that's one of my three interests. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Like you just send me a Facebook message and I'll show you the top ones as Excellent. rated by customer. That sounds good. Oh. J- uh, Jason good. never works. That brand, Jason. No, never no. buy it. And Tom's shit. of Maine never works. Nope. 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 I tried one called Meow Meow Tweet, which was a little jar that I bought at Welks. It was so cute. It had a snake playing basketball. Oh, Lorraine jar is that. Yeah. And it smelled amazing, um, but it didn't do anything for me. And I tried one of the Lush Powder ones, which didn't really work as a deodorant, but is working great for short season because I'm like rubbing it on my inner oh, thighs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. And I'm not chafing. Yeah, exactly. So it's amazing if your thighs <laughs> touch. Um, sure do. Yes. Yep. <laughs> They touch, they shake hands, yep, they I was thinking I should get my thigh gap done just like purely for the comfort of like not having your thighs touch. What do you mean get your thigh gap done? That crazy like cosmetic surgery that you ladies can... are having. Yeah. Where they like suck all the fat out of your inner thighs so that they can create a thigh gap. But not it's really messed up. Your outer thighs? I guess the inner is the <laughs> or I guess these are people that are so skinny that like that's maybe the last place they have fat okay. on their bodies. Because but... I, I you would look so lopsided <laughs> if there was just a just bone. Like, this, like big hole in the <laughs> But yeah, I was like, that would be nice just because my thighs rub together in the summer. Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah. Bike shorts. You just got to totally. wear bike shorts all the yeah. time. That's my... It's true. Jessica's hot summer tip. That's a really good tip. Just yeah. the tip. Oh. <laughs> Alicia, what's your retail nightmare? So I was having dinner with an old coworker a little while ago, and he had read the essay thing that I did for Vice. And he had mentioned that there was like a not great comment on it that I hadn't seen. And I convinced myself not to look at it for a couple of weeks. But then one day I looked at it and the person's name, even though he commented on Facebook, I can't see who he is. So it says, if you work in the customer service industry, you are literally being paid partially to be nice to strangers. If you can't do that, you should find more appropriate minimum wage job. There are people willing to do the job well if you are not. This is no different than a BuzzFeed style 10 things insert low job skill here hate you for list that have existed since the dawn of social media. I know Vice is going or has gone downhill, but at least you can still be original. I want to add that, yes, I'm essentially saying that the marginal worker needs to be act like a machine until they can be replaced by one. <laughs> so, A, in the whole article, do I never say that I mean to customers? No. At all. Uh, I did not uh, make a career out of retail by being mean to customers. And this guy can go fuck himself. I'm pretty sure this person did not read the article. Also, that person is fully mean to customers. Yeah. <laughs> and they oh, resent that anyone would uh, challenge them on being mean. Yeah, absolutely. I hope that person dies because we don't <laughs> need them. <laughs> well, we'll all die one day. It's true. Except for this. Per- this is going to be the first person who's going to uh, be like Johnny Depp in that movie uh, Transcendo Transcendo Man. <laughs> I have never seen that, but it sounds amazing. I forget the actual name of it because Jay and I always called it John Depp Computer Man. <laughs> uh, it came out a few years ago <laughs> and it, uh, it was a huge flop. It was about uploading his consciousness to a computer and then he became totally evil and tried to sort of take over the world sort of a thing. Uh, oh, the bird's here. <laughs> mm, the bird. It's Jumpo. Jumpo's here. Uh, anyway, getting back. <laughs> sorry, that went on a couple tangents there. <laughs> That's awful. 
It's okay. It's um, people I respect said you should respond because these people don't think that they have to be accountable for things they say. And it's not even that mean. The other thing is that Vice specifically asked for a list style essay because that's the only type of thing people will read now. Mm-hmm. It has to be concise and uh, separated and basically every sentence is its own paragraph now in, yeah. in articles. So he's just like some old grumpy guy that's just like denying the reality that uh, he's a load of horse shit. Is he commenting anonymously? Yeah, he's, he's from the nihilism community. It's pretty cool page. to see some websites like totally disabling anonymous commenting just yeah. so that people can't do that kind of thing. Like, yeah. You know, it's if not you vulgar that, or violent. Well, yeah, like, just, I would like, I, he's, his comment is okay in the grand scheme of internet comments. Yeah. But I just love how he's like, didn't read the article. Yeah. <laughs> and then. It, it, it like a lot of people worked hard to make that article happen. That was the first thing I ever wrote that went that was published. And mm-hmm. the editor Sarah was so patient with me and like a lot of people put a lot of hard work into that. And, and this guy just, just wants like, to shit all over it. Just shit all over it. And he's like, wait a second. And he had a bunch of typos in it. And like, <laughs> I make a lot of typos, but he doesn't know that, so I could just like make fun of him that way. <laughs> well. Honestly, though, it sort of justifies the fact that what you wrote needs to be written and shared and read because there are people like that. It's like, there's the proof right there. This guy. Yeah. Somebody that thinks that customer service people should just behave as robots. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm sorry. Like, I've had far too many people come in and tell me that they don't need to take any attitude from a store clerk. Um, as though that's some sort of, you know, great insult. Oh, and, yeah, store uh, clerk. I don't need to take that kind of attitude Did they get from on some their... store clerk. Yeah, I had a woman scream at me and call me a bitch because Ooh. I wouldn't return this uh, toddler jacket for her. Um, Did she break it trying to put it on? Well, I looked at the tag <laughs> inside and then I could tell that it was from three years ago. And it was covered in stains. It was all torn up. And then she comes in and says the zipper doesn't work and the zipper is defective. And I, you know, I was sort of, I told her I could return it for the, price it would go for now in stores, which was $3.97. That wasn't good enough for her. So she started screaming at me and What's calling me a, a bitch, zipper? telling me that if I hated my job so much, I should get a different job, demanded like my supervisor's name, um, just you know all the stuff. Then I later found out that she had gone to another store and tried the same thing, but she tried a different tactic. She was nice to them, and they'd ended up sort of figuring out something that made her happy. But yeah, it was just ridiculous. It was- yeah, but what people don't know is like inside the tags on clothing, it says like what season exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was so like, well, this is from you know 2013. So <laughs> the most I can give you is three dollars and ninety seven cents, which you know. I'm still offering to take it back. My dog has been wearing this for five years. <laughs> and, and when he's not shitting on it, he's pissing on it. <laughs> and the zipper is defective because it doesn't work anymore after five years. <laughs> That's amazing. I've never had anything that, that lasted that yeah, long. Yeah, especially that was worn by a two-year-old. <laughs> yeah. But she could have never had – she could have gone to a thrift store, found it, and just been running a scam. Totally. Probably, yeah. yeah. Totally. Do you have a retail nightmare, Jess? Yeah. I forgot what it was, but I remembered another one <laughs> uh, that is not as good. But no. hopefully I'll remember the first one for a future episode. Uh, my retail nightmare is very brief. Is from when I was working at the video store. Uh, we had both a clock on the computer and a physical analog <laughs> clock. <laughs> It's already something we relate to. (laughs) Like clocks. I like this. I'm not trying to brag that we had two clocks, but neither of them could keep time. (laughs) 
So they were always falling behind, which made no sense because it's a computer. It's a micro. It was an ancient computer, but the program that we used ran on DOS. And I think every time it froze, <laughs> the clock got out of sync somehow. Anyway, and then the the clock that we had sometimes the arms would tick backwards <laughs> like literally in a movie when probably a ghost yeah when someone's staring at the clock and they're willing the second hand to hit you know 12 so they can get out of class and it's moving backwards that's what it was like uh and one day i was working a night shift and it was very slow there's no one coming in it, it was i think a week night and i looked at the clock and i was like oh fuck i have to be here for another hour because it was i think it was 10 5 or 10 too and i like just i was depressed <laughs> by the thought of that because maybe one person would come in the next hour <laughs> and then i kept going about my tasks for the next 15 minutes and then i checked my phone uh, which i was now keeping not at the desk because of that time it got stolen so i wouldn't check my phone for the time anyway I realized that the clock was an hour behind and I almost kept the store open for another hour, which I definitely would not have gotten paid for if I did. Uh, and I was just like, fuck, they can't even have a clock that works in this store. Like, It was above the cash desk and people would stare at it and say, what time is it? <laughs> and I'd point at it and then I'd be like, oh yeah, that's wrong. Sorry. I, and then I'd check the computer and I'd be like, this is also wrong. I can give you a general idea of what the time is. Like maybe just check your phone. Yeah. Maybe it, let me go to my purse and get out my phone. Please Good. You're getting your purse it. out and your phone. Yeah. Yeah. It's sometimes weird when you work somewhere really slow because whenever I work somewhere busy, working somewhere slow seems like a dream. Like, oh, I don't do anything. But and then it goes by so slowly. Yeah. I was such a goody goody. I would never have a book that I was reading when everyone else that I worked with would yes, come in with a stack of books. And as soon as me. they got there, they would just open yeah. the book and not even stare at, like, look at customers. They would just be staring at the book. I got fired for going on MySpace too much at um, <laughs> an old job. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Tell us about this. I worked at this cafe bookstore combo in Fort Langley called Wendell's. I can say that now because I don't work there and it doesn't matter. Fuck um, Wendell's. Fuck Wendell's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so I worked in the cafe for uh, about six months and I was like, you know, really good at my job. They really liked me. Then by the end of my six months there, I had sort of decided that I didn't really want to work in the, the food uh, industry anymore, which was funny because I ended up working at another cafe for like seven years after yeah. that. <laughs> but um, yeah, they offered me the position in the bookstore as well, which was attached. And it was really sweet at first because I would just sort of like dust shelves and make displays in the window of books and... Um, and set them on fire. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and the other thing that was fun is that I had, uh, I would take all the food orders. People would call in food to go because they had like a full service kitchen. So I would go and I would like send a food order through to the kitchen. But when someone didn't have an actual food order, I would just like type up my own food order uh, for them. But I could type whatever I wanted. So I would type like some really threatening stuff <laughs> and send it through to the kitchen like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> cocksucker like you know <laughs> yeah, really yeah. like not cool shit um <laughs> not How proud are you? Um, i was maybe please. 19 okay <laughs> yeah and then it would print out uh in the kitchen <laughs> 
anyways, um, I <laughs> thought that I had this job on lock. I thought I was doing a really good job because I was doing that. And then I was, I broke the cash register because I rang in Mike's Hard Lemonade too many times because I thought it was funny that it just showed up as Mike's Hard on the uh, little screen that would flash your order. That is funny. And I'd be like, Mike's Hard, Mike's Hard, Mike's Hard. And I rang in like $11,000 worth of Mike's Hard and then the whole system shut down and my boss had to like come in and <laughs> I said that I was selling one to a customer and that it froze. <laughs> but really, I'd just been holding the button down for like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I thought I had the job on lock. Um, I went on this trip to California with some friends. It was my first time like going on a trip like that without my parents. I was 19 and stoked and I came back to pick up my paycheck and they fired me. Aww. I was like, okay. <laughs> I deserved it. Yeah, <laughs> probably for the best. Yeah, for sure. But You're like, which a good part run. exactly was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, was it the MySpace? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Just yeah. the idea of a bookstore slash cafe combo. Yeah, it was actually so- really cool. But I mean, I feel like that would not be a business I'd want to run because I'd be worried that people were like touching the books. Yeah. N- yeah. With Eating the- it over It was never books? that much of a problem. They were separate enough. Like you had to like sort of eat your food in this one space and come around a corner <laughs> in the book area. <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of, oh, like there was like the food enclosure. Yeah, there was the, they had a pasta night every Tuesday and there was this like Whoa. rowdy book club of middle-aged women that would come and like drink wine and like get rowdy and like sexually harass the like teenage boys that worked in the cafe oh, with me. Yeah, boy. it was like, it wasn't that great. <laughs> Isn't that what every book club is like? I think so. I've never been in one. No, I think it's all me. about sexually harassing teen boys. I can't read fast enough, so. I can't read at all. <laughs> Yeah. Do you want to be in my book club? We just watch um, movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tell wow. me the zipper story again. <laughs> That's what you say in the book club. <laughs> what? The zipper story, you know, from before. <laughs> what zipper story? I don't remember. With the little toddler jacket. Oh, the zipper story. <laughs> I was like, this is something about a crotch zipper. Uh, <laughs> crotch zipper. Canada, why <laughs> buy a crotcho anywhere else? No idea. That's a jingle that I will never forget. I know it's so sad. Yeah. There's so many that yeah. I'll I'll have till the day I die. I, I'll probably forget the names and faces of my yeah. loved ones, but mm-hmm. I'll I'll know Sleep Country. I'll know that call one eight six two. What is it? now? I forgot. A lock force. There's something two three hundred empire, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know what the number is, but I know what the name is. Empire. What's, what's the business? I think it's rugs. Uh, yeah, it's for sure. Yeah. Is it rugs. rug cleaning or like is it rug cleaning? Yeah, it's rugs. It's rugs. Just some guy named Rug. <laughs> you guys have a pretty good nickname. It's, hey, it's rugs. rugs. <laughs> you can call me Rugs. <laughs> I'm just imagining it was like really cool. <laughs> yeah, that is the coolest nickname we've rugs. come up with. Rugs. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do when I move to Toronto. I'm gonna like introduce Everyone myself as me rugs. rugs. <laughs> Be like, stop on rugs. Just moved here. <laughs> gonna go on Tinder. <laughs> rugs. Yeah. Is that like a uh, a euphemism of like the carpet matching the drapes? I feel mm-hmm. like or like rug munching or carpet. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's kind of I don't really want to think about it that way though. I just yeah, want it no, to be like rugs. a badass nickname. Rugs is not about that. Rugs. I always yeah. say that that phrase wrong. I'm like, does the curtain match the drapes? Yeah. And oh, then, <laughs> wait. Does like, the knee yeah. curtain match the cleaver? <laughs> 
Um, I have a gross Tinder story. Oh. Yeah. I continue to be on Tinder yet not accepting any dates when asked. Well, oh, there's no one on there. You're <laughs> just having a look. There's your, no guys on there. Your bio says that yeah. you're a dad. Oh, I took that down after man thought that I was a transsexual single father. But I <laughs> love that so much. You said you're a dad. I feel like that would attract all the right men. Yeah. 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 People that are going to see I, past I, that are going to be like, oh, yeah. The people that got, I think like no one, either no one talks to people on there or there's a weird thing where it matches you up with people that don't actually think you're attractive yeah they just clicked you for some reason <laughs> yeah i accidentally super liked somebody last night i was like no oh, that's a nightmare i, I said no yeah. Wait, you can super like someone yeah it's yeah, like it's a little blue star because you're like getting to such a swiping spiral you're yeah. just like swiping no so hard on everyone then you, your finger slips you hit just <laughs> the wrong spot and then you super like someone and it's always <laughs> someone terrible because that's the only people on tinder yeah. mm. so last night i was swiping uh and looking for uh nothing (laughs) when picture appeared of a man who's in my age range and so i read his bio and he's like i'm a bisexual man and i'm looking for a woman who's turned on by that and i was like well that's not me but i swiped through his picture and the next picture of him was climbing out of a pool completely naked with his asshole and balls and his dick hanging out <laughs> completely naked asshole? everything like I was from, like, it was a picture from like behind yeah like a <laughs> porno picture <laughs> it was and then Filth. you can and then i just reported the picture Good. <laughs> because it was built yeah i was crazy because i was like no that's not the right look no i'm such a fan of reporting pictures yeah me too yeah, i actually report stuff all the time on every social media <laughs> me now. Too. yeah i just yeah, like so much fun i have like recently been getting into like too many arguments in new york times comment sections Ooh. on facebook and it's you know fancy it is not any battle that anyone can win but it just seems like there's a lot of people that read the new york times just to like hate comment troll, on it yeah, yeah they're yeah. totally just trolling in it's like why would you read the new york times like clearly this is not the publication for you because you talk about like the liberal bias in media or whatever if you're mm-hmm. saying that you probably shouldn't be like reading the new york times that's my favorite part of the media is the yeah me bias. too <laughs> where like, is that it's at like if you days. don't like it go watch fox news yeah, I just, like, get into too many arguments with people about things, and then I have to take a step back, and then I, like, go report everything on their profile to get oh, wow. a sense of justice. I love um, it. Yeah, That's and great. then I feel like Facebook, you know, they're not really going to do anything about it, but at least they'll review all my shit and have to do their jobs. I yeah. report. work for it. I have a big problem with um, ads. I report every single one is offensive. <laughs> yeah, <fair enough. laughs> have you guys been getting any Super Fries ads in your feed No. All? all I've been getting oh, is Super Fries. suck. Um, okay, so Super shoes. Fries are just um, frozen oh, the fries by McCain. Fries yeah. They're trying to make you think And I don't fancy. have an ad blocker on my phone, but I have it on my Facebook on my yeah, computer. Same. So when I go on my phone, I see all these ads and I'm like, why don't I get an ad blocker? Anyways, I keep getting this one Super Fries ad that's like, make girls' night fun. And then it suggests you feed your girlfriends frozen french fries. But <laughs> first you spend like hours scrapbooking to make cones to put the fries in. What? Yeah, they're like buying fancy paper from Michael's, like fancy squares of paper. And then you like roll it up and like staple Polaroids of you and your friends onto these cones. And then you put fries in them. And grease them all up. Yeah. And then it's just, it's so offensive to me that that's what they think women do. <laughs> so offensive it's weird come on there's another one for date night with your husband yeah and you make like the pad thai inspired fries with the scallions and like a sriracha mayo i'm like no fuck you 
Yeah, yeah just call call any restaurant yeah. and they will deliver like, delicious I'm Thai food. I'm not going to deny that I would eat frozen fries. I have tater tots in my freezer right oh. now, but it's not anything that I would do for like, you yeah, know. Yeah, but they should just company. know yeah. their audience and say like, hey, you've had a hard night partying. You're super hungover. Throw fries in the oven. Throw like, fries yeah. in the oven. Remember to set an alarm on your phone so you don't pass totally. out. Totally. <laughs> One time I passed out while I was boiling pierogies. Oh, whoa. Oh. Yeah, I'm amazed I didn't burn my house down. Did all the water... <laughs> it was just the black mess in the morning. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry, my mouth was open. No, I was I'm, like, oh, that's crazy. It's still Stick a pierogi into I never got into cooking when I was that's good. Drinking. No. My friend, that's the only time she would cook. Uh, <laughs> and we would, she used to live really close to where I live and we would come home from a party, get off at the bus stop, the main bus stop at Broadway and Granville, and she would go to the Max, like, convenience store and buy way more than she should. She'd spend like $30. Such <laughs> a bad idea. On grocery shopping. Yeah. Yeah. And it was always pigs in a blanket and those little Yum. weird microwave things. And she'd be like, oh, I'm going to cook for you. You should stay over. <laughs> and I would just be there making sure she didn't burn the house down. No, that's good. Honestly, but also eating, just eating oh, no yeah, snacks, right? Pigs in a blanket. Yeah. Mm, she wasn't the best cook. Uh, <laughs> I don't Did know. Did she, she boil the pigs in a blanket? I, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. There was always a lot going on. She was always very proud of herself if she ever made anything with more than five ingredients. So <laughs> that gives you a bit of an idea. She may have, this was, you know, 10 years ago. She may have gotten better since then, but I doubt it. One of the saddest things, well, this is absolutely, I can't think of anything sadder than this story. So everybody take a deep breath. It's Prince. It's not quite there, but... <laughs> You know, it's walking up those stairs. I met a girl when I was going to college and she would tell me that every Wednesday she would bake a cake. And I would think that's amazing because I love baking cakes and uh, baking is something that I really enjoy doing. And uh, she invited me over for cake. And her she was in this kind of, I don't know if you've ever had a, she was a classmate, not really a friend, but a friend or classmate or someone you know who's in a relationship much too early on that's very serious. Mm-hmm. You're basically living like husband and wife, but like in mm-hmm. the very early 20s. Yeah. So she made a big deal about making this cake, and I had a piece, and I was like, this is a fucking box cake. This is not a real fucking cake. <laughs> uh, and I was like, is this from a box? And she's like, yes, that's how you make a cake. And I just felt so horrible <laughs> oh. for her. I was like, you don't know. There's yeah. really good cake out there. That's sad. I mean, like, we used to eat a lot of box cake when I was a kid. Like, my mom would always buy cake mixes. I would make lots of cake mixes, and then, like, nice. my mom would get to clean it up when she got home from work. Cool. Um, nice. But Take that, I mom. always knew you could make other cakes. Yeah. Because I'd that's... been to other people's houses. <laughs> yeah. My grandma made amazing cakes. Yeah. Oh, that's what grandmas like, are for. <sighs> seriously, my grandma would make me, like, angel food cake. Like, Oh, that's mm, hard that's to make. That's so hard to make. Yeah. But it's sad that this girl just didn't know. The last time I tried to make angel food cake, it was the worst cooking disaster i ever made that's the one with the egg whites yeah it's very fluffy i gave up and i just took acid instead (laughs) seriously that's a better choice yeah yeah i don't even know how my grandma was doing it like she is just an amazing lady but i tried to make an angel food cake once and it turned out like shit like it was like so dense it was was the opposite mine was burnt to a black crisp but also raw somehow so i don't understand baking is science especially when you get to that like it's not like quick breads and muffins and regular cakes which i find really easy to make or cheesecakes things that i do those Mm. like anything that requires pastry yeah Yeah. and that's where it's like more stressful 
witchcraft. And it is a bit like witchcraft. <laughs> I thought you were going to say your sad story was you went over to this girl's house and she had an easy bake oven. <laughs> <laughs> I made a cake. <laughs> All her things were miniature. And- I thought it was going to be something like she was making, she served you a box cake. But then when you said box cake at first, I was imagining like a cake from a grocery store. Yeah, like a and, slab. Yeah. Cake. And then I was thinking that like maybe she was lying and saying she was baking them because like oh, her man, boyfriend would like leave that. her or some shit if he found out that she didn't know how to make the cake herself. Do you want to hear? He might. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to hear a very a sad cake story? Yes. Yeah. On my 25th birthday, someone made me a cake that was just a McCain's Deep and Delicious cake. <laughs> and I was sleeping with this person at the time. <laughs> Did they say they made it or they just like pulled it out of the... I think he tried to pass it off, but he also, he stuck a bunch of uh, meat on it. (laughs) Wait, what kind? Pepperoni sticks? Yeah. (laughs) Did he spell out Jessica? No. (laughs) You guys, I don't know what to say. It's okay. He was not the one for me. (laughs) I love the McCain Deep and Delicious icing oh, it's, it's so good oil mm-hmm. i was so a little disturbed when they started rebranding their cakes with this whole like now with like better ingredients yeah because their ingredients yeah. are really really bad yeah it's yeah. like uh it's like made with i less like those petroleum cakes. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm not gonna lie that yeah those cakes are really good but it was very weird to see them rebranding their cake as just better ingredients I'm like what were you putting in them before <laughs> less petroleum <laughs> more pelicans yeah <laughs> endangered birds <laughs> finally uh liz do you have any more retail nightmares i feel like i could definitely throw a quick one out from when i worked at a and b sound before the company folded no. yeah i only worked there for about four months uh my friend amanda had gotten me the job um was it the I one downtown or the one langley oh okay. yeah and i was a seasonal person for the holidays so i worked there from like october to january um when i was um i guess 20 and the first thing that happened there that was really, really fucked up, uh, there's a lot of reasons why the company went under, but our location rehired a guy who was fired for looking at kitty porn on a work computer. <gasps> what? And then they rehired him, and he, I think, thought that nobody who had been there when this happened would still be there, but there was someone there. So this guy, who was like a friend of me and my friend who got me the job, he was a cool guy. He like went around like warning everyone, like, hey, this guy, he got fired, and he just got rehired, and I wouldn't tell you why he got fired. It was for looking at kitty porn on the computer upstairs. Uh, anyway, so they rehired him and we iced him out in one day. Like everyone was just like glaring at him and being super rude to him when he came anywhere near anyone that worked there. And he clearly knew that he was not going to assimilate back into the company that what, easily. What an idiot. Total idiot. First of all, did he go to jail? <laughs> I don't actually know if they took any legal action against him or if they just like let him go for like misuse of a company computer. Mm-hmm. But it was like not just misuse of a company computer. It was like looking at child porn. <laughs> like it was the, a crime. Yeah, totally. Um, the most illegal thing. Totally. And like I don't know why they hired him back other than that maybe he was good at selling stereos and that was all <laughs> that place cared about. Especially mm-hmm. children. So many old French Canadian men. So you're supposed to look at an ID for a signature on a credit card over a $500 purchase. And like one time I sold like $10,000 worth of stereo equipment at the cash register. And then I like asked this man to see his ID and he freaked out and like screamed at me and called me an idiot. And I called my manager over and he's like, Oh, don't worry about it. He doesn't need to show ID. I'm like, okay, thanks for (laughs) having my back. But we had this weird guy whose name was Mike Stone and I probably only dealt with him four or five times. But uh, my friend who got me the job dealt with him 
many times over the course of her like four-year employment at AMB Sound. And he would he was running some kind of a scam on us and we never figured it out. <laughs> but he would come in at like five minutes to close with this huge stack of CDs he'd bought. He'd have a receipt for everything, but he would just buy like these random assortments of music. Like he had, I think, like an Enrique Iglesias CD and then like a These Arms Are Snakes CD. So he was like dabbling in like post-hardcore and like <laughs> mainstream pop music and then also <laughs> buying music from like the funeral music section and Whoa. stuff so like songs to play at a funeral and random stuff and then he would like return them and do all these price adjustments and he just was this kind of guy that you would see coming in every night and you would like try to close the doors so fast but you would get in every time before you managed to do it you're like fuck because then you would be there an extra like half hour after fuck. close because you couldn't shut your register down until he was gone and oh, it's just like boy this fucking nightmare of retail is that person that sneaks in yeah right when you're trying to close up and they do it every time so you know that they're doing it on purpose because they know what time you close yeah i definitely slammed the door in someone's face uh, at the coffee <laughs> shop because he used to run in to try to get a cappuccino and get us to grind a pound of beans at like eleven fifty nine every night and he knew what time we closed and i just saw him running across the street and up the block one night and i just slammed the door and he pounded on it and he complained to my boss the next day, and it was so worth it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, those yeah. people. Those people. Yeah. They're the ones that really wear you down. Like, yeah. There's the There's the the explosive episodes where someone calls you a bitch or is condescending or rude or you have to clean up something or you don't get a raise when you deserve a raise and all yep. that. Those kind of big things. But it's the daily grind of that person that shows up and hums and haws and wastes your time or just comes in to chat to the person that shows up at five minutes to close. Yeah, they just don't respect your time. No, they don't care. When they're a regular, they know you what time you should be a robot. Yeah, exactly. Until you can be replaced by one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. One final thing that I would like to ask is, have either of you ever had to clean up pee at your jobs? Uh, oh, yeah. Dog pee only. Nice. Oh, that's better. Human, well, human pee. I was going to say, I thought pee. that my do- my pee cleaning days were over, and then I had to clean up pee two weeks ago. Uh, in the toddler area? Just in the regular bathroom at our store, a kid actually pissed all over the floor. Like, I like to think it was a kid, but there's a drain in the middle of the floor, and I think he just thought he could pee in that. That <laughs> sucked because I had to clean up pee so many times when I worked at our town. So that Maybe. place was covered in pee. But, um, <laughs> it still is, yeah, I think. I think it is, too. I only buy something wrapped in cellophane there. Fair enough. That's a good call. There's a lot of mice and a lot of uh, bugs. Yeah, we've heard some stories about that from uh, Adrian. <laughs> oh, good. So we have a new segment we're going to try. It's called Worst Present Ever from a family member. <laughs> the worst present ever from a family member. The worst present ever from a family member. Now, someone will probably write us on the internet and say it's shitty to be so ungrateful, but family members do sometimes give terrible gifts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> often. Often. And it's just... I'm not sure why. And I've probably done the same thing myself. I've thought, oh, this is something that they need or would use or is cool and they might learn from or whatever. Nope, probably not. So uh, we asked Twitter to get us started and Russ Ariel wrote, I got a Bible every year for six years from a grandmother. Whoa. (laughs) How many do you need? Yeah. What's he up to? He must be a bad boy. I wonder if they were like different editions. Like (laughs) one is the King James Bible. I don't know any other Bibles. (laughs) Or like the Book of Mormon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bibles for teens. Oh, yeah. like a Wait, that's not what the Mormons Bible? read. That's a different thing, the Book of Mormon. But that's a play. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> but it is, it is a thing. There's got to be a special Mormon Bible anyways. Yeah, like, didn't yeah. there? There's like the, tablets. Yeah, that's <laughs> like got a, their like special shit about 
having lots of wives. Yeah, like a plate that was buried. <laughs> and- or like that eagle. <laughs> <laughs> or a seagull. I'm sorry. It was a seagull. <laughs> what? what are you talking about? Apparently there's – okay, so there's like – you know in Salt Lake City? Yeah. Uh, there's that big eagle that's like across the street. Apparently from, that's from, something to do with uh, – it's like this big – Is um, it a like, sculpture of an eagle? It's like a giant wrought iron eagle gate that like spans one of their streets and okay. you drive under it. And um, apparently there's something from their like Mormon um, story about they came to Utah and then at some point a seagull like landed somewhere and they saw it and they thought that that should be where they would build a city or something. I'm, correct me if I'm wrong on this. Um, I don't know the specifics. <laughs> we don't know anything. But um, apparently that's why seagulls are – important and why there's like this big seagull gate in salt lake city uh it's really creepy that's but weird yeah. i didn't notice that i was too busy looking at all their other creepy sculptures Fair enough. That's salt lake city is <laughs> gross uh jessica and i both have been there on tour yep and uh played the same record store and uh there's <laughs> yeah the giant terrifying eagle gate or seagull <laughs> it's, it's nearby you can walk eagle seagull it. eagle seagull it's evil Liz, what is the worst gift that a family member has given you um, this wasn't even that bad of a gift. It was just what I thought it was. And then what it turned out to be, uh, when I was 11, I wanted a Discman so badly. And oh, I told yeah. my parents about it for months and months. They knew that's what I wanted. Um, I was desperate for it. And, um, my birthday, <laughs> uh, is Christmas Eve. And oh, so, um, I'm so sorry. It sucked when I was a kid. It's fine now. But when I was a kid, it was so sad. And I was constantly sure that I was not getting as many presents as everyone else. Aww. But yeah, I, uh, it was Christmas Eve and I was opening my um, birthday gift that I was super psyched about and it was like exactly the size of a Discman and it had this like little battery pack on top. And so I opened the batteries first and I was like, oh my God, it's batteries. They totally got me a Discman. And then I opened it up and it was a digital alarm clock oh. and I actually just about cried. I managed to hold it together and like say thank you for the digital oh, alarm kid. clock. Yeah, I got a Discman the next day. It's oh. almost like they were fucking with me. Oh, probably. Um, I got a Discman for Christmas, so all was well. But that night, it was so sad. That's such <laughs> a like, that's such a. They were clock. fucking with yeah, me. Yeah, they totally were. That's such a fuck you present. Yeah. Now I think that's kind of funny that they did that, but <laughs> for that one yeah, night, you I was were... so sad. <laughs> I wanted a Discman so badly. That's so funny, yeah. Alicia. Do you have well in the same one? vein? Um, we were allowed to open one present on Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah, me too. And my brother and I had equal size. My parents were very smart. I'll probably tell this story already, but they would always give us the same number of presents. But I liked simpler things. So my parents would always get Ryan, my brother, who's two years older, the things that he wanted, like the Transformer thing that lit up and whatever like (laughs) machine that he would break (laughs) five minutes later. Uh, but we get the same amount of toys for Christmas, but my toys would be stuffed animals because I just like dolls and stuff, especially stuffed animals. Puppos. And they would cost far less than Ryan's gift, but I would always be just over the moon with st- some shitty stuffed animal. <laughs> be like, this is my new friend! <laughs> You're my friend, my friend! <laughs> I spin around the living room with my lazy left eye. Woo! Um, <laughs> Um, we were getting a little bit older though like Ryan had definitely hit puberty and I wasn't far behind and my parents went out to watch a movie or maybe go to church or something on Christmas Eve and we decided to unwrap the two presents underneath the Christmas tree in advance of Christmas Eve unwrapping of the one present they're equally sized boxes and we didn't know what they were and we were so excited and also we were so excited because we were being bad 
and we unwrapped our presents and my mom had gotten myself a perfume set and my brother a cologne set and i was like 11 and he was maybe 13 whoa and the, i'll never forget mine was chantilly lace oh yes <laughs> my grandma's chosen scent for her well she's she's 97 whoa but chantilly lace 20 years of like going in the bathroom and like opening all the doors to smell all my grandma's uh, chantilly lace stuff i loved chantilly lace i don't remember what it smells smelled old like old lady yeah actually i would like yeah. it now um it smells and like really pillows oh nice yeah. and ryan's was stetson for men so because there's like, stetson for women and we both cried <laughs> <laughs> we were like, what is the worst? What the fuck is this? And it was like my parents didn't have time to go shopping yet. And they're just like, something under the tree looks nice. And there's no way these kids are going to open these presents. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. No, kids like stop at nothing. I think back on how much time I used to spend snooping in my parents' bedroom. And oh, I would yeah. like find all my presents. Yeah, early. I knew all the spots. I'd look at them all. And then I would feel so bad that I had looked at all my presents. Yeah. Then I'd like vow that I would never do that again. And then I would yeah. do it again. Like, yeah. I never did it yeah. again. I think I would forget, though, what they were because, mm-hmm. yeah, it would be like months in advance. Yeah. That's like kind of a thing to this day, too, where I don't even like, I still don't care about spoilers. Like, I I knew what all my presents were and then I was still excited about them. And now with TV, <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to look up all these spoilers and then I'm yeah. still excited to watch whatever it is. Like, I just don't care. <laughs> if you know how it ends, too, you can pick up on all the things that leads you to the ending. Like, totally. I watch Game of Thrones and I have no mm-hmm. idea what's going on half the fucking time. <laughs> And then I have no one to talk about it anymore because none of my friends yeah. watch it. I watch um, it. You watch it and Abby watches it, but everyone's really busy. <laughs> Your worst present? My worst thing in recent memory was a Christmas present, which I've begged my family for years to not get me anything because Christmas stresses me the fuck out, yep. as listeners may recall. Yep. But my mom gave me this thing that... I was just so mad that she spent money on. It was a tape dispenser in the shape of a stiletto heel. I'm going to my mom office as one of those. What is it? Uh, I gave it away. What? Because I, I don't need a tape dispenser. No, no one needs that. I didn't have an office job what at the time. What color was the heel? It was black. It was like a black shoe. And then there was a little clear disc that the stiletto sat on so it would balance properly it was just like a scotch scotch tape i just thought of a shittier gift i got than the alarm clock what is it okay so like i said my birthday is christmas eve Mm -hmm. um anyways uh we used to go on a boxing day to my aunt and uncle's house in tawasin and they are lovely people and i love them and going over to their house is like one of my fondest memories as a child but one year for some reason they got me the shittiest gift i've ever gotten (laughs) and it was my birthday gift it wasn't even a christmas gift which would make more sense uh when i tell you what the gift was but it was some like craft fair shit and it was this like big uh it was like maybe like a foot long by like four inches wide and it was like this wooden sleigh that had a snowman in it it was just like this stuffed snowman that was like a bag of cotton balls and (laughs) he had like felt pieces on him and he sat in the sleigh and he had a scarf and i was like what the fuck is this like this isn't even a Christmas present. And like my sister had gotten a DVD, I think. And my brother had gotten something else. I don't know. And then I got this. Wow. And I was so mad. Um, and <laughs> it was like, I yeah. Like, and even now I'm mad because they always got me really good presents. And like last year they gave me a really nice present. It was just this one year where they had this like insane lapse in judgment and bought me like 
not only a Christmas <laughs> item for my birthday, but a really shitty one that no kid would ever want. I was like 13 years old. And they got me a forgot. Christmas decoration. Yeah, they yeah, must and they were like, have forgotten. What are we going to give her? Oh, get that thing down from like the shelf there. Like <laughs> wrap it up. And it was this little wooden sleigh with like a stuffed snowman in it. that could So weird. Yeah, I'm pretty sure even my mom like threw it in the donation box like the next day. <laughs> and yeah. then some other person was like, oh, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Yep. Anyway, now yeah, that was a, for the shittiest person In a developing country gone. somewhere. Yeah, totally. Given <laughs> no, away. <it's> kindling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're like, look at this. This man, that thing would make good kindling at least. Yeah. That's one. Uh, Cotton balls? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Felt? Yeah. It was just so mad. <laughs> I was like, what is this? You didn't give me a present. Just, and I know it. <laughs> it makes me so sad when people choose to spend money on stuff like that yeah, when i'm same. like you could still have that money i might even be happier if you said oh i just i chose to keep the money instead of buying yeah something. seriously like <laughs> or give it to charity so or something you, you have the money and you don't have the responsibility of like shoving that thing in a closet yeah for mm-hmm. t- like 11 months that of would the be year. really difficult to part with like that's one of the tough things is parting with something someone gave you that you don't have space or use for yeah. and it's not like you don't like it but i've really struggled with that me too i'm such a pack rat and i'm so sentimental like it's hard for me to like recycle a card or something uh mm-hmm. and i've really like this move has like forced me to really be like a lot less emotional when it comes to my stuff i'm like oh um, my mom sent me a card three years ago i don't need to keep this um <laughs> it doesn't mean that i hate my mom <laughs> She's, yeah yeah she's like definitely gonna be like liz where's that card totally <laughs> yeah she's gonna check up on the card uh i just yeah. want to double check what the inscription said on the card <laughs> i'm writing a new one love and- mom or love from mom <laughs> <laughs> this is very important call me back and i got a bunch of stuff from my grandma's house we moved her into assisted living like two years ago and we went through her house and it was the house she's been in for like 40 years and i like grew up going there for all holidays and stuff and it was rough but i took so much stuff i didn't want and then my uncle made me take a bunch of stuff too like he didn't want it but he didn't want to like give it to a thrift store so he's like you just take it you just take it and i'm like i wound up like having all the stuff that i didn't want piled on me so it was like really kind of freeing to get rid of it and realize that like just because i'm giving away stuff that belonged to my grandma doesn't mean that i like you're not giving don't love my grandma yeah Yeah. or like i'm not giving away my memories and like i'm keeping a few things that are special you don't love your grandma is separate from yeah exactly completely different my grandma representative of that (laughs) I love all grandmas. There's totally, literally me not too. A Actually, person. there's a couple of grandmas I don't like because they come into my store. Yeah. But if they didn't, I would love them. What do they do in there in your store? They just be big bitches that like think they own the place because they're old. Mm. Um, one of them uh, rides this motorized scooter. I would say her name because it's funny, but I won't <laughs> because I don't want to get in trouble in case anybody hears this. But she just like scoots around on her like scooter and she yells at people and like makes us take so long. And if you don't be kind of rude to her, like cut her off, she'll never stop talking to you. And then she never buys anything. Then mm. she makes you like hold all these doors open for her and stuff. She just sucks. Like she's the worst. <laughs> and um, somebody recently transferred to my store and one of the first customers he had to help was her. And I told him that we were hazing him. <laughs> and it is true. <laughs> yeah. I say lots of funny things in my store. Um, also, the other day, uh, I said that sweatpants and hoodies were a kid's power suit. <laughs> and I am sticking by that. It's like, I think it's the funniest thing I've ever said. So if you want to yeah, use that, go ahead. It's true, though. Can it be my power suit? Oh, yes. Yeah. It can be anyone's power suit. It's just like a certain level of power. I feel good in it. And by good, I mean really comfortable. So 
Yes. Yeah, they're pajamas for day wear. Should we do Puppo of the Week? Yeah, that's Puppo. Puppo of the Week. Let's Puppo it up. Pup, pup it up. Pup the jams. Pup, pup, pup the jams. Pup up the jams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your dancer. Alicia's doing a dance that looks like she's sort of slapping a butt, but she's also confused about it. <laughs> I'm your hype man. <laughs> You're doing a great job. Uh, uh, Liz, who's your puppo? Man, there's a lot of good puppos out there. I saw some bunnies on the way over <gasps> here that were so cute. There's like right by my house, they have this like bunny pen in the front yard, and they put them out there and they have this like castle of cardboard boxes. Is that it? They- I think I know where it is. It's like right by Oak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I like, drove past there today. Yeah, 17th. Um, it's on 17th, I think. Yeah, right by Oak. Yeah, I never see the bunnies, cute. though. I just see the boxes. They're out there once in a while. It's almost always just boxes, but today I lucked out. There were bunnies. Uh, they did not like me taking pictures of them, but huh. I did anyways. Celebrity bunnies. Yeah, they're cute. Yeah, I paparazzi How many? Them. There's two. <laughs> How big are they? Small. One small black one and then like one slightly bigger gray one that like won't come out of a soy milk box. <laughs> he lives in there. <laughs> yeah. This is my soy milk box. <laughs> a good name for a band would be Bunny Enclosure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I came up with a really good name for a band. <laughs> okay. The Ketchup Fingers. Oh. Yeah. No, it was called uh, Mouths of Decadence. <laughs> And it would be a Temple of the Dog cover band. (laughs) Uh, And then I came up with another good (laughs) idea. I was like, what if there's a guy who had a U2 cover band, but he was so confused that he was never getting paid gigs because they're called Pro Bono. (laughs) But then I realized that it's pronounced Bono. And I was like, "Ah, I can't make that joke. You could just say Pro Bono. No, but I think that all the time, though, when I say Pro Bono and then I'm like, haha. Bono. <laughs> I can't not think that. So I feel like it. What does, about uh, a picture yeah. of Bono with two thumbs up on pro either bono. side? Oh, pro bono. Yeah. Pro bono. I am not pro bono. No, <laughs> neither am I. What I, happened? I, but I would work pro bono. Did he love you and leave you? Uh, yeah, we've got a history. <laughs> That's why he's always wearing those sunglasses because he's so sad. He's yeah, crying. Fair enough. He's crying over me. He wanted you to be the princess of Ireland, but <laughs> didn't work out. Yeah, he's the king. Yeah. He's the king. Uh, Alicia, who's your puppo? Okay. Um, Besides you two, Larry Mullen Jr. A dog named Bono? No. Today I was waiting for the 99 Express bus to take me home. And I have noticed this dog before at the Broadway Sky train station. A little lasso apso poodly kind of guy that is often with a different caretaker who is probably most likely homeless. And today I noticed the man that had the dog was taking very good care of him. Um, the man was quite quite slender and the dog is quite plump. <laughs> so the man took out a very clean blanket from his knapsack and put it out and the dog immediately laid down on it. And then the man just grabbed the dog and flipped him over. And so it caught my attention because I was going to get to see... <laughs> The underside of a puppy, <laughs> which I like. The good side. And then this man who struggling to take care of himself brushed this dog with so much care. <laughs> and it just broke my goddamn heart in a million pieces. That's the thing. If, you know, a homeless person is panhandling and they have an animal, like, I just lose my mind because I don't have a pet. And I can hardly take care of myself. And then you see someone with limited means, like, taking care of an animal. It's, like, yeah. the most beautiful thing. There's, and you can't take yeah. animals to shelters. Totally. 
and he took so much care of this dog. Like this dog probably weighed about 14 pounds and Aww. his belly was so red because uh, he's like a white dog. So his fur, is, his skin's kind of pink and he Aww. just brushed out his curls with this really clean oh, brush. So and the dog was in heaven, like so relaxed, so trusting. And then both my puppos. I saw there's a documentary. I'm not sure how old it is. It's a couple years old at least, but about a, a homeless guy that had a cat. And I guess the documentary, I'm not sure what it's called, but uh, it's homeless about- cat. Homeless cat. Yeah. <laughs> hobo cat. Uh, it's about how the cat sort of saved him and gave him something to live for and like clean up and stuff. And I like want to watch it, but I can't because. You're going to cry. Yeah. Like I won't be able to handle it. Like, You're going to cry the be most. so emotional. Like ugly crying. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Like I watch like all these true crime shows and like I don't care what happens to people. I'm like, oh, that's pretty <laughs> fucked up. But then I, like, can't watch this documentary about a cat that's being taken care of. Because, like, the emotional bond between the guy and the cat is going to destroy me. It's too beautiful. Yeah. Well, my puppo is not anything worth crying over. It's a goose. (laughs) (laughs) I was walking back from practice through this weird sort of industrial area, uh, lots of sort of big box stores and warehouses. And it was Sunday evening, so everything was closed. And uh, we, Jay and I were walking and just saw this goose standing in the middle of a parking lot. And there was no green space anywhere close by. And we were like, what is up with this goose? Uh, let's go see. Let's go check it out. So we went out of our way, across the street, <laughs> to go check out this goose. And it was hissing at a woman who was walking past it. She was totally minding her own business, (laughs) looking at her phone. And then the goose sort of spooked her, which is great. And then we were sort of worried because the goose was so, so sort of majestic looking. It was so large. beautiful. I probably couldn't even have picked it up. Couldn't even probably eat a whole one. That I would try. (laughs) I wouldn't even try. Uh, (laughs) But... So we were like, wow, this goose is amazing. We were just watching it stand there. And and then it took this huge shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was standing on top of this grate in the parking lot. And the shit went into the hole in the grate. And I was like, oh, wow, wow, that was really impressive. It yeah. did that. And then Jay <laughs> said, oh, Never mind. This goose is not lost. This goose hangs out here all the time. We realize there's goose shit. <laughs> yeah, like he knows where his toilet is. Everywhere, all over this grate. <laughs> And so we left and we're like, you're a weirdo, Goose. (laughs) Have fun in your warehouse wasteland. Anyways, uh, Poop Goose is its name. And then there's Piss Cat from a couple weeks ago. (laughs) Yeah. Poop Goose and Piss Cat. Your menagerie. (laughs) My menage a trois. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Uh, They were pretty close to each other too, the same neighborhood. So Could be a related incident. Yeah, maybe I should hook them up. Aw, unlikely couple. Yeah, Aww. unlikely Find some friendship. happiness late in life. <laughs> so, Liz, if people want to find you or your band's music on the internet, where can they find it? Okay, so my band is called The Drearies. And um, we are not really that active of a band anymore since half of us live in Vancouver and or three quarters of us live in Vancouver and one third, one quarter, (laughs) three quarters in Vancouver, one quarter in Toronto. I don't know how to do fractions. If your band was a pie, how (laughs) many slices would you be? I don't even know, like 20. (laughs) You can find us on Facebook if you search The Drearies and you can download our tape for free. And um, we will be playing Ottawa Explosion and a show in Toronto coming up next month. 
And uh, you can find me on Twitter. It's uh, Eliz, like E-L-I-Z underscore K-B. And then sometimes <laughs> I tweet things about my job. And also just I like to – I mostly retweet things. I like to retweet a lot of things. So Ooh, there's some good retweets nice. on there. Yeah. Builds a, builds a and I want to thank um, Jessica and Alicia so much for having me. This Aww. was really fun. And I got to tell some stories. It was great. I'm glad we got you on here. I would love to come back. Yeah. With your Toronto nightmares. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Toronto customers, I think, are going to... I've never worked in Toronto except for at a trade show. Don't yell at me more. Uh, Yeah. Like like, louder. Not as loud as Montrealers, but loud. Yeah. Yeah. You are moving to Canada's New York. It's fun there. It is fun. I'm excited. What's Canada's San Francisco? Is it Halifax? No. We're... Is that us? Yeah. I feel like it is. It's like got like the tech sector and the really expensive real estate. Yeah, Maybe but we're also we're Canada's Seattle. Yeah, we're also Canada. Yeah, Seattle. we're Canada Seattle, and then we're also Canada's LA because of the movie. We're industry. Canada's like whole West Coast of the U.S. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, basically, I we describe have culture here to make up for everything over there. Yeah, we have to cram it in. Yeah, <laughs> where they else is it going to so go? So many good donut places, though. Yeah, it's true. We're also. America's Canadian Portland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're our own person. But though. the thing is, it's different is that everywhere here is pretty okay. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But like you get like a foot outside of LA proper and... And you're dead. Yeah. You're in a cult. Yeah, you've been hit by a car that. or you're been you're in a cult. And like Seattle or Portland, you drive like two hours inland and then people have like weird accents. Yeah. yeah. People And will... order like 70 things off the menu at Taco Bell and like, where am I? <laughs> Yep. You um, walk into a bar and there's a record scratch. <laughs> <You're> like, ah, <laughs> I just want to buy a drink. That's happened to me before. Totally. I believe it. In Washington. Uh, Alicia, what do you have coming up? Uh, Come Draw With Me is on May 27th. So the week that we release this, it should be too late to see that. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> this is going to come out on the 30th. Uh, I definitely have a show. Uh, I forget what it is, but it's Sophie Buttle and Gavin Matt's uh, secret comedy show. Oh, not um, so secret anymore. I will tweet about it. Okay. Um, we're doing some stand-up there. Nice. And then the Come Draw With Me is on the 25th, I think. Chris, if you're listening to this, I forget the dates of my own show that we book <laughs> together. It's near the end of the month on yeah. a Friday. Yeah. I'll be at a wedding in Calgary, uh, having too much to drink and wearing something low cut. Ooh. Uh, Classic wedding. Yeah. I'm really going to do it this time. You're worth it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes uh, not kiss anybody because I don't want anyone to touch me ever again. Mm. There's never any big Just want them to look anyways. at me. Yeah. Just look at me. Weddings full of ugly people. <laughs> Your eyes are all like athletic types. Oh, oh gross. They yeah. probably just have crotcho. <laughs> <laughs> They're just going to show up in their one-piece cycling kits. <sighs> I'm not wearing any underwear. As long as they don't throw a sweaty 20 at you, you're good. Oh, that's well, the worst. Yeah. Uh, I am playing Music Waste. On June the oh, see June the fifth uh, at the Wise Hall. Oh, that's a good place to play a show. That is. We're playing last uh, on a Sunday. So. Will that be Energy Slime or Jay Arner? That's Jay Arner. Nice. That's our first show. Thank you so much, Liz. Good luck in Toronto. Thank you. Good luck. Thanks so much for being a great guest. Oh, thank you so and much all for having me. That good was so and funny fun. person. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Mwah. 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 Bye. Bye. <laughs>